The following audio presentation contains language and subject matter that may not be appropriate for the little ones. Don't go acting like nobody warned you. The views and opinions of correspondents may not necessarily reflect those of the Ushery Network. Now enjoy yourself. Every weeknight on WJLU, who needs the Wheel of Fortune? Catch classic episodes of The Timmy Mitchell Show. Just a little off the sides there, Floyd. Sure thing, Timmy. Say, did you find the hooligans that met with my barber pole? Well, I'm waiting on you to buy these Glock 17s, Floyd. I told you I'd give them to you for a reduced price. Take a trip back in time to the innocent, wholesome county of Webster. See Sheriff Timmy's sweet interactions with a treasure trove of beloved characters. How about you make us some of that good apple pie, baby? Oh, Timmy, I don't have time at the moment. Well, you will not see more of them pills I give you last week. You'll get your ass in there and get the bacon, won't you? Oh, Timmy. Characters like Otis, the town drunk. Timmy, I think you better lock me up and let me sleep it off. Well, now, we can't just throw you in there when you ain't done nothing wrong. You mean public drunk ain't enough? How about something a little more serious? Like maybe putting a sheriff's pecker in your mouth. Do what? And of course, everyone's favorite deputy. Sheriff, what you doing in the evidence room? What is it, boy? Boy, you look like you sure like the smell of powdered donuts. And who could forget the touching scenes between Sheriff Timmy and his boy, Opie? Paul, how come people say you're a no-good gangster? Oh, Opie, it's just hearsay. It's just haters is what it is. It's Mississippi Week. Before we're through, welcome all to the second season of Mississippi Week, broadcasting from right here in the Usry Network Studio, Mississippi, USA. I'm Jason Lee Usry, and I have a cast of correspondents in full force, yo. Casey Dillard, Dave Smith, and Zach Bragg, and in a new and improved manner, We are covering news items from around the old Magnolia. We'll also have a visit from Uncle Hassel. But first, let's get on down to business with the braggadocious one. Here is Zach Bragg to get you misinformed. One man made it his duty to please over a million booties. Am I talking about Shaft? Damn wrong. Who am I talking about? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Hold your horses. First, I want to welcome you to the Usry Network and welcome back to Misinformed, your inexhaustive and completely unfact-checked look into the news and history of the hospitality state. That's M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, humpback, humpback, I. Mississippi, for those of you who have never heard that little song, Born out of necessity, since we can't read. Sorry for perpetuating that stereotype. Bad joke. I'm your host, Zach, and I'm back. 
Hey, that rhymed. I'm a poet and didn't know that I was. But enough with the introductions. Please sit back, relax. You enjoy myself as I present to you another edition of Misinformed. Columbus, Mississippi is the home of many notable people. Playwright Tennessee Williams, comedian Nick Guyton, but also David Harrison, whose name you might not be familiar with, but chances are you know his work. Chances are you've felt the soft, gentle fruits of his work on your tender buttocks when you visit Meemaw's house. David Harrison is the inventor of the soft toilet seat. Over one million sold. No one knows exactly from whence he drew the inspiration for the soft toilet seat. Maybe he got one too many splinters from the outhouse. Maybe after years of sitting on the cold, hard, unforgiving plastic of his own toilet seat at home to relieve himself of his wife's buttered biscuits, he finally had enough and said, Hey, you know what? It's time I butter my biscuits. All we do really know is that one day he decided to think outside the bowl. And from that, the soft toilet seat was born. Sure, they're harder to clean. Sure, they're porous and hold on to bacteria more than a normal toilet seat would. Sure, after time and wear, they crack and pinch your booty when you sit on it. But they're replaceable. Just get a new one. It's cush for the tush. So next time you go to Meemaw's house and you sit on that soft toilet seat and you hear that little as your butt is lowered down onto the toilet. Whisper a little thank you to Mississippi's David Harrison because he cares for our derrieres. I'm Zach Bragg and you've been misinformed. The soft, gentle fruits on your buttocks. That's a genuine history lesson from Zach. He just buttered your biscuits. And hey, Zach frequently hosts stand-up comedy in the sip. To keep up with him, check the link in show notes or just seek out youtube.com slash braggzachary. That's brag with two G's. Same goes for all our correspondence by the by. I will provide links to all in the notes. Oh, would you look at the time? Time for the news rip. All right, wrestling fans, we will begin this go-round in the South Sip. What's happening down under? Well, WLOX has the scoop for us all. Hot news. The Blue Crew is doing what it do as part of their youth initiative. The Gulfport police are on the beach playing volleyball. Since the story involves volleyball, let's hear from LOX reporter and sports expert Victoria Bailey. And Taylor, honestly, I can't tell you who's winning or who's losing, but what I can tell you is that both residents and officers with the Gulfport Police Department are thoroughly enjoying themselves. I then noteworthy that the officer standing next to Victoria was in full police gear. So if he was just taking a break from the game, his mom addressed him wrong. He also did not at all appear to be thoroughly enjoying himself. Victoria went on to ask several questions of the officer to get to the bottom of this thing. Actually, just one question that's not really a question. 
Talk about it. Okay, so now talk a little bit about today. Awesome. Okay, now talk a little bit about it. And when he talked about it, we learned that this is just something the police force does in Gulfport. They go out and play sports and interact. They do what is known commonly in business circles as PR. Congrats to the locks on getting this story before it was snatched up by the global news organizations. Hey, for more down south with his take on a story brought to us by the good folks at WXXV, here's our correspondent, Dave Smith. Hey, you guys. Dave Smith here, this time reporting to you from the Gulf Coast. Hundreds of Southern Company power employees within the emergency response teams are on the Mississippi Gulf Coast this week for their annual rescue rodeo. Employees from Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia competed in the rescue rodeo. In hindsight, they now realize that using the term rodeo was a poor choice of words. Of the 368 employees that showed up, 198 of them was dressed up as clowns. 92 employees rode up on horses. The rest brought bulls. Local western wear stores sold out of Wrangler blue jeans and huge belt buckles. The parking lots were completely covered in bullshit. It was reported that two jackasses knocked over a porta potty during an unsanctioned pig race. Billy Peterson from Selma, Alabama, managed to stay on the mechanical carousel horse in front of the Piggly Wiggly for a record three quarters, breaking the previous record of two quarters before his ADHD kicked in and he was distracted by a shiny 4x4Z71. CEO of Southern Company says he regrets the way this year's event turned out and says that they will look for a more suitable name next year. So next year, instead of Rescue Rodeo, it will be called Rescue War. Thanks, Davey Boy, and we will be sure to provide in-depth coverage of Rescue War next year. Hey, if you like this thing where I rip into the headlines, you can get mo of it. If you become an Usri Network premium subscriber, you'll have access to the weekly Sip Rewind. That's my other news rip show. Plus, you'll get the archived first season of Mississippi Week, a backlog of hours upon hours of other content, and not just the Dirty Sip brand, the comedy stuff, also the Down in Mississippi brand. That's the crime stuff and earthing in between. Just visit usrenetwork.com and click Premium Trip. Hey, let's find out the goings-on in the great polite north, shall we? The north sip, if you will or you won't, I forgive you if you don't. WTVA 9 News has a story of great magnitude, undeniable importance. The headline, Clay to Bronze. It's about a local sculptor finishing a project that was started by his late mentor. Now this must be quite a story, because in the past few years, TVA has not exactly been known for fluff pieces. They're live, local, late-breaking. They cover the important news when it happens where you live. So, what a fortunate circumstance for this sculptor to have been identified by the crew and profiled. Who is this guy? Oh, he's uh, WTVA general manager Jerry Jones. I see. Well, that all worked out, didn't it? I hope this is an indicator of an entirely new direction for that news brand. Just think of the stories that await us. The late-breaking info on the horizon. Stuff like, WTVA chief engineer refurbishes old Mazda in garage. WTVA meteorologist collects 4,000th 
Stamp. WTVA salesperson finishes reading book. It's the stuff you need to know, right? Now, the good folks at uh, TVA did have a, let's say, less indulgent story this week. It's some fellas scrapping. For more info and commentary on that, let's go to NorthSIP correspondent Casey Dillard. Casey. The mayor of Fulton did not punch the Itawamba County Sheriff, but he did punch the deputy in an altercation that turned violent recently. Apparently, the deputy responded when the mayor called him over at a bar. According to the sheriff, there has been underlying tension between the two men, so it appears this case has already been cracked wide open. What people are surprised and unhappy with is that no further action seems to have been taken, almost as if having a position of power keeps you out of trouble in the long run. No further updates, but we can assume that a rematch between the two men has been set for behind the junior high after school. Be there or be a chicken. Reporting from North Mississippi, this is Casey Dillard with Usri Network News. Ain't that some? Many thanks to Casey. She could not be busier right now and still managed to get us that audio. The movie she wrote and stars in is making the rounds with screenings and festivals in Hollywood right now, bruh. Legit. Again, for additional info, hit up them show notes. Look, we've put it off as long as we could. It must be done. It's time to shoot right smack down in the middle. Let's target the central sip and see what that's all about this week. You ready for a scandal? The likes of which you have never napped through? WJTV has the report. Jackson Water and Sewer Workers linked to helping customers cheat water bills. Holy for holy. The Department of Public Works is a thing that exists. And those people in Jackson have been investigating this deal. I'm going to break it down for you the way people actually speak. Okay? I won't read from the JTV transcript. What had happened was... City employees, allegedly, have been fucking up people's meters for them on purpose. Because when the meter's busted, you can't get a reading and know what to charge people for their water. They say the crime is worth like 90 days in the old slammer. And there will be prosecution of suspects here. Someone at some point asked like, Hey, why is this a big enough deal for us to give a shit about it? And the answer was, Hey, Jackson is dependent on these water bills being paid, and they've been getting ripped off. It hurts every taxpaying citizen. I personally hate to see something like this happen in a place like Jackson, where, you know, the city's infrastructure and government is otherwise flawless. Them damn water and sewer workers wrecking it for everyone. Neither Pennywise nor the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could be reached for comment on this story. For some reason, I reached out to screenwriter Robert Town for comment. He replied only, Forget it, Jay. It's Jacktown. It's all very convoluted. Man, look at all this news of which you have become abreast. Right? Orange, you informed. And now, people, it's time to play. Uncle Hassel looks at a movie poster and has to come up with his own tagline for it. Scream time. A old girl screaming on her bed next to a skeckling and some other scary things on it. Thanks, Uncle Hassel. Hey, that will do it for this episode of Mississippi Week. 
We'll be back to tackle the news of the next. Please keep the show alive and kicking by leaving a positive rating and review. You can find me on Instagram, JL Ussery Network. Like the Ussery Network page on Facebook to get unique content there. Love, peace, mac, cheese. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon.